Are we recording? Are we recording? Yes, we are. Wicked. Certy. Banging. All right, so this is my first podcast of, of Rice of Men. Um, first and foremost, let me introduce myself. My name is Suraj. Um, I, well, there's nothing interesting about me that you kind of need to know, but just, you just need to know my name really, Siraj. Um, I'm 21 and this is my podcast. Well, I say it's my podcast. It's really and truly mine and a friend's, but Samad, when you're listening to this, bro, you longed it out. You longed it out. We, look, this is the first podcast. You're going to come to the second one. That's just how it is, but it is what it is. It's all love. So Samad is the other um, member of this podcast, which who you'll meet in the second podcast, hopefully, inshallah. Um, and yeah, he will introduce himself there. So Samad, please forgive me, but I really need to do this first podcast just to get out there, just to get the ball rolling, you feel me? Um, but yeah, calm. So this podcast is essentially going to be about wholesome conversations, wholesome topics. Um, me, myself, I am very business-orientated, um, fitness-orientated as well. So those two, those two really, you know, come close to my heart and I can literally speak for days about any of those two. And also the dean as well. Like, alhamdulillah, like, you know, it's obviously taken some time for me to really find my, myself with in terms of my dean. And I think that's the same with a lot of people as well. I can't lie. Um, I always have conversations with, you know, many people who say, you know, for them to really go into their dean, they have to go through certain things in life for them to realize that, wow, this is like, this is the, this is the thing that I've been looking for for so long. Yet, even though it was right under my nose, it just took so long to find it. All right. Um, and I think that's like with, I think with everyone, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, I get that, you know, we're all born Muslim, 100%. That's without a shadow of a doubt. And then obviously we've got our families who bring us up with Islam in our homes. And, you know, we practice the deen by the, you know, by, by, our, by the terms of our parents and our, you know, our relatives and whatnot. But yet we don't necessarily do it for ourselves, if that makes sense. And I remember speaking to a brother one time, like I think it was about a year ago, a couple of years ago, and he said, Siraj, you know what's mad? I said, go on, bro. He goes, really intriguing when you think about it, we all revert back to Islam. And I said, what? I said, bro, how does that even make sense? And he goes, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. I was like, cool, go on. Oh, bearing in mind, this, this brother, he's going to come on a podcast as well. So if you're listening to this, right, bro, and if you don't remember this, I'll just remind you after this podcast, I'm going to give you a shout and I'm going to tell you that I just recorded this podcast and I introduced you into it. I, didn't, I'm not, I haven't introduced your name yet, but you'll be in the podcast, inshallah. Anyway, and you said to me, yeah, like, you know, really and truly, we all kind of revert back to Islam. And I was like, what? I don't get that. And he goes, we're all born Muslim, right? Let's just, let's, let's just talk about Muslims right now. So we're all born Muslims. And then we grow up in a household with Muslims. But it's almost like a cultural thing, right? And that you're just kind of following what they do, what your family, what your parents do, what your older siblings do, and what your aunties and uncles and cousins and what they all do. 
and you kind of don't think for yourself but then it and then that comes to you just doing whatever you want to do and you're kind of like living off second nature more or less but yeah you don't necessarily do it for your own sake and then there are people who eventually just lose it and they kind of go on to doing whatever right but they don't have the love for the dean and then eventually they come to a point in their life where they're like wow I really want to learn about this religion called Islam. And so when you learn about the deen, when you learn about Islam and you read the Quran and you read the hadiths, right? And you listen to lectures online, like there are so many like people on YouTube that you can listen to to really like give you a better understanding of what the deen is. And I don't want to go so hardcore into it because there's no point, but the simplicity of it is that it's Quran and Sunnah, it's Quran and Sunnah, right? And and when we learn from them, that we just learn that it's just all about peace, you know. Um, anyway, so yeah, so like you know, you can go on YouTube and just find like so many people who really go into detail about the beauty of Islam. Anyway, and um, and so he said, you know, these people then they eventually just see what Islam is really about and what it means to them and how they can really resonate to Islam within their own way, and then they turn back to Islam as pure Muslims rather than just following the crowd. And I thought to myself, right, that's so true. Like, me personally, right, I mean, alhamdulillah, like, I grew up in a Muslim household, innit? And yes, I am fortunate enough to say that my, I mean, my mother uh, who raised me was like, you know, she was practicing to it. Well, she is practicing, really. And so I kind of like, you know, thought okay so that's just the, that's just how I should be living and so I went to Arabic school and I went to like you know like a supplementary Saturday school where I had like Islamic studies and whatnot and so I was learning about the deen there but it only came to a point where I was about I think about 18 17 where I fully felt immersed into the deen I felt a sense of um curiosity right like i was like okay i know you know about the prophet muhammad peace be upon him i know about all the other prophets and messengers but i just knew the basics and i didn't know like the fundamentals of what islam is in it and i didn't know like i didn't look i didn't look at the they say tafsir or the morals behind or the meanings behind certain stories in the quran or in hadith um stories of the prophets etc and so when i looked into them i was just like wait whoa whoa this is like this is different this is not something that i looked at or th this is not the perspective that i had when i was younger but yet now i look at i'm like okay now this is different this is beautiful and so yeah so then from there i kind of like alhamdulillah like, you know practiced a bit more from there and i appreciated everything that allah Taala has given me um but i'm not saying that i'm a perfect muslim because i'm not um but obviously, you know, you can do what you, you do what you can, really, so long as you have to work with Allah when you and, you know, when you really know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you all the time. I think that's the main thing. Um, so that's that's the Dean aspect of 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 things. And we can go more into detail when we have other people on the podcast, because I know there are a few people lined up on this podcast who will have way more interesting conversations about the dean than this like this is just simplicity at its finest but it is what it is anyway 
And so, this, you know, one of my other, like, I think interests definitely will be fitness. And um, I think I've been getting into, like, fitness since I was 14 because my mum just dashed me into the gym at 14. As soon as she found out that, yeah, you can go to the gym at 14, your son can go to the gym at 14, she was like, yeah, this guy is definitely not staying at home. He's going to the gym. And so I got kicked into the gym at 14 and I just fell in love with working out from there. And so I got into like, you know, fighting, Muay Thai and a bit of jiu-jitsu um, and obviously the gym. And so I was getting too, like, too bold for my age. I'm not going to, I'm not even trying to be vain. And I'm just kind of saying that I, I, I don't, I, I wish I wasn't like, that stocky at that age because it just didn't look right but it was just so it was just so beautiful to really just work out all the time and to kind of like create new friends as well and I kind of got a bit more respect as well but um yeah so 14 I started working out whatever and then I went to calisthenics when I was about 16 and then I took I think it was just like this year that I started taking like um because I went serious in terms of fitness and then I slacked off for about a couple of years and I lost everything. Like I, I, I literally lost so much weight. I remember coming home one day from uni. Um, oh, that's another topic we'll speak about is uni. Oh, my days. Did, look, I think, man, I think I might leave that for the second second podcast. I don't know. But anyway, so I come home one day. And my mom was like to me, Ra, Siraj. No, she didn't say Ra, but she said, Siraj, you're looking very, very skinny today. And for a guy, that hurts. Like, for I think for females, like, that's a compliment. For guys, that's, that's definitely not a compliment. And I was like, wait, I was like, you need to say that again. What did you just say? She goes, you're looking skinny. I was like, don't say that. I was like, no, what? And so this is like, because at this point, right, in, in life, I was really stressed out. Like, I was going through so much in terms of trying to balance life with university, right? Trying to balance my private life with education, work, family, and whatnot. So I was, and as, a, and as I'm the eldest of my brothers as well, like, I have a lot of responsibilities in it. Um, but obviously that's a bit too personal, I think. But anyway, so when she said that, I was like, whoa, I was like, nah, I don't want to be skinny, man. I need to go back into the gym. I need to really work out. And then, so I'm going to the gym and I'm thinking like, I'm working proper hard, but I'm not really get, making gains. And she said to me, hey, like, you know, you're still looking skinny. And obviously it's because of diet as well. And I, remember, I never really ate. I had the, these problems where I wouldn't want to eat because I just didn't feel like eating. So I would have like one meal a day and I'm just like, in calorie deficit right it's just so bad anyway so um so alhamdulillah this year i think i really took it seriously um and you know there's there's obviously going to be times in your life where you're going to feel like yeah i don't even want to work out or i don't even want to do this or do that but then you need to really push yourself and i think that's what happened to this year i just thought to myself like you got to do it man like you really need to just push yourself and this was before quarantine happened. So I was like, I had the mindset before quarantine and I was just solid working out. And then quarantine happened, the gyms closed. And then I felt that, you know, oh man, like, damn, the, gym, the gyms are closed. I can't work out anymore. And so I was just staying at home for a few days and I thought, nah, I still need to work out. And so now I remembered my old calisthenic days where I used to just bang out calisthenics. And I was like, I could just do calisthenics. So then I used, literally would go to... Um, uh, go to my local park and just train like as if I was training in the gym but double double the double the the, the hard work because when you're in the gym you're using weights you, you do definitely put hard work in but because of the 
weight that you're pulling or pushing, it's like you're getting a pump. But when you're doing body weight, you have to do double the work because you're using your own body weight, right? Um, if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. And to some people who go to the gym, it makes sense. Um, but anyway, whatever. So, yeah, so now it's literally just every single day. I'm not even kidding. Every single day from when quarantine happened till, well, recently. I'm not going to slack up a little bit because I started my new job. So every single day I've literally just been working out endlessly. Like I would have, like, I swear to God, about three to four hour workouts. And I'm just like, and it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't feel exhausted because I just love it, right? Anyway, so halfway through quarantine now, I just wanted to challenge myself even more. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing my calisthenics. I'm getting better. My body was just getting really, really like in shape. Alhamdulillah. Um, but then like, you know, I'm hearing news about what's happening in Yemen and stuff. And obviously that really, really upset me, you know, knowing that our brothers and sisters in Yemen can be almost wiped off the face of this earth, you know, within in such a short period of time. And, you know, millions of people are dying. You know, a kid, a kid in Yemen is dying every minute, subhanAllah. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, I really want to do something about it. And well, they say that when you have a skill or a talent, make use of it and don't give it away for free, innit? And so I thought, well, I want to do something with what I have, my health, my body, my 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 fitness to really make a difference so i thought okay let me challenge myself let me run a marathon so alhamdulillah and inshallah i booked the marathon for, for september 13th 2020 so this year um to raise money for help your team a charity organization that aids orphans around the world but also is on the grounds of yemen helping people in yemen and so well, by the time you listen to this podcast, I think it would be, I think I'm, the day today is Friday, Friday the 26th. I think I might drop this on a Monday. Yeah, because then that gives me the weekend to kind of edit. Okay, whatever. But anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, man, I've, I've lost track. No, I haven't. Yeah, I have. No. Wait, one sec. So, yes, yeah, so so September 13th, I'm doing a marathon. And I'm going to be raising money. So hopefully I'm going to try and raise as much money as possible. So if you're listening to this, right, go onto my Instagram. Um, and in fact, no, no, because the reason why I say no is because on the 4th of July, I'm doing an 11 hour walk around London with Muslim hands and, you know, a good bunch of brothers, inshallah, very good brothers. So we're going to be help. We're going to be raising, we're raising money right now for Yemen. Uh, so we're going to be doing a walk on the 4th of July around London. So we're going to go from West London to North and from North to East and from East to South and from South back to West. And that's a long, long walk. But we really want to try and that, do that to raise awareness and raise money. So inshallah, the target is £10,000. So if you want to donate for that, please go into my Instagram, Mr. Charadi. So M-R-C-H-A-R-R-A-D-I. Go into my bio, click the link in my bio and donate anything you can, whether it is Five pound, ten pound, twenty pound, a thousand pounds, a million pounds, whatever you have in your pocket, just or in your bank account, just literally just give it and help. TCB for the sake of God, for the sake of Allah. Um 
anyway, so yeah, so then if after that, once I've completed that walk, I'm still training. Literally, like every day right now, my 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 training regime is just crazy. Like I'm training almost every single day, trying to run like five miles, three miles, beating my you know beating my time. Um, I'm working on legs, working on body, and I'm helping like you know upper body, sorry, and I'm helping like you know other people train as well, and it is so so exhausting mentally like physically it kills but mentally it's so draining it's like I love it a bit I love it don't get me wrong and the fact that I'm using the motivation of helping people in Yemen is such a motivation but you really need to be mentally strong spiritually strong and physically strong to get through every milestone right um like you know I've done a 10 mile the other day and that was the hardest run. In fact, the hardest thing, if anything, that I've ever done. Like, I came to my halfway point, five miles. I was like, all right, this is not too bad. You know, I had my little energy. I had my, you know, my water with BCA and um, pre-workout to kind of recover. And so I had a run in and I got to like eight miles and I was just like, whoa. Like, my whole body just, <clears throat> my whole body just literally felt that sense of okay I'm done now but my mind was saying no go keep going keep going but my body was just telling me you're an idiot if you carry on but I just had to carry on so I got to eight miles and I got a stitch I was like oh man literally just felt that that sharp pain and for you guys who know what a stitch is like it kills and then I was struggling with my breathing and I think it's when you're running right <clears throat> you need to make sure that you're getting you're breathing on point because once you can master the whole the whole skill of breathing is like the rest of it is just now your legs. Like you're literally just going to feel it now on your legs. You're not going to feel it in your chest. You come to a point. Um, but I kind of lost the rhythm of breathing. So <clears throat> sorry, my throat is bloody bad, man. So, um, so I got to eight miles and I was like, wow, this is going to kill me. This is killing me. Like I was in pain. And then I got to 8.5 miles and my body was like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to vomit. So you better carry, you better like stop now. I didn't want to stop. I literally took about four or five more steps. I went against a tree and I just puked everywhere against the tree. It was embarrassing. Like just to vomit in the middle of the street, it, it was kind of embarrassing. And it was a really, really hot day as well. But I had to keep on going. And it was good that I vomited because it just cleared my system. So I carried on going and I, I assumed that I wasn't like, 9.5 because I ran for like another like 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever and I'm thinking yeah like I'm almost done but no I wasn't because I checked my Nike app and it said I still had a mile and a half left to go and I was just like oh man and that's the thing like that's what I'm saying you need to be mentally strong as well because as much as you can be physically strong and physically able if your brain cancels on you bro you're done so I was just mentally just telling myself, bro, got this, you've got this, you've got this. And with me, right, I don't listen to music as much as possible. I don't listen to music. But throughout my run, I'm like listening to Nasheed, right? And it's like, and I love Nasheed. I love like Mahazain and Devla, right? They're, and they're sick people. But when you're on your last mile, right, <laughs> after doing a 10-mile run, very nice, it was only 10 miles. Like, yes, it was hard, but it was only 10 miles. But, um... After I got to like my eighth and a half, nine mile, I was like, 
sorry Mahzain, but for the rest of my life it's not doing it for me. So I just had to put on like Astaghfirullah, but motivational like I had the tiger tunes in it. And literally I came across like my friend, he had a scooter, the electric scooters, and I said, Bro, you need to like you need to be by my side because this last mile is gonna kill. And this guy made me sprint, I swear to you, he made me sprint up a hill for like what five hundred meters. And I was like, bro, I was dying. I was dying, guys. Literally, like it was so hard. And so I felt like I was in Rocky because I was running the road and I'm listening to Eye of the Tiger and all these other like motivational songs, and I'm just pushing myself. And then alhamdulillah, I got to my last mile. Literally, the night I told me that I finished. And I was just so it's like, how can I explain it? That the feeling of accomplishment was undescribable. Like, even though my body was in pain and my mind was shattered, like my mind, my mind was telling me, wow, you you you're going to die. But I still went, I still like, you know, persevered, right? I still kept on going. And alhamdulillah, when I finished a 10 mile, everything changed. Like I felt a sense of relief and the endorphins and, and, and the adrenaline was just so high that I was just like, I'm not gonna lie, I can keep I can keep going. It was it was weird. Like my body was just a minute ago shattered, my mind was demolished as well. Like, but now that I finished. It's like that sense of achievement gave me an extra boost. So anyway, thank God I didn't carry on running because I was like, bro, thank you, I need to go home. So I went home and then I poured myself a really, really cold bath. Like it was an ice bath, more or less. I tried to put little ice cubes inside to make it even colder, but I it, they just know it's very fast. Anyway. But it was so cold. I swear, I can't even lie to you. So I went into the water and I screamed. And so I finished that. And then I get a call from my friend saying, oh, bro, do you want to come out? I said, I'm not coming out. He goes, why? I said, I just finished a 10 mile. He goes, bro, that's mad. But still, come out. I said, bro, did you not hear what I just said? I said, I just finished a 10 mile. Like, I'm done out here. I'm done, bro. Like, my legs are dead. And my legs were so sore. Oh, my God. I just... I, I literally, the next, mo- the next morning when I went to sleep, right, the next morning I woke up, I felt crippled. My legs were demolished, like every every inch of my leg and my lower back and my left foot was just in so much pain. I can't even describe it. It was like someone was getting needles and just poking me everywhere. Every time I walk, every step I take, that foot that I land on is just full of knives inside my leg. But the sense of achievement was just beyond me. And I honestly recommend trying it as much as you can. Just get going, go, go and set yourself a challenge. So this, because we're coming to an end of this podcast now. And inshallah, second podcast, we'll be speaking about how so far my marathon, like my training in marathon, for the marathon, so far how much we've raised for the, the 11, walk, 11, 11 hour walk around London uh, for Yemen. Um, and, yeah, and then we'll obviously speak about other things as well. But just to end on this on this podcast, I think I want you guys to really create challenges for yourself every day. Because when you create a challenge for yourself and then you achieve that goal that you've challenged yourself and you really conquer that challenge, the sense of achievement that you feel, there's the sense of accomplishment that you feel is so great that you just it boosts you up like you, energetically, like you just feel so like I can't even put it into words, man. I feel so stupid not knowing how to speak, but 
God, man, it's amazing. It's an, it's an amazing feeling. You just want to keep going and you want to do more and you would want to create another challenge for yourself and another and another. And um, it almost becomes like an addiction. And it isn't like an addiction because every day since then, I've just been creating challenges for myself and trying to beat targets and stuff. And it's, I love it. I really do. But anyway, that is that for today. I hope you guys enjoy that podcast. Sorry it was long. I'm not even, this is not even a long podcast. Like I've listened to podcasts which are like between 30 to <clears throat> an hour long. This is like a short podcast. So you guys better listen to the whole thing. But what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to pass this on. Um, pass it on to other people. I want you guys to like I said, go onto my Instagram. Mr. Chirardi, M-R-C-H-A-W-R-A-D-I. Click the link in my bio or you can go onto our podcast Instagram, Oram Official, Oram of Rice and Men Official, um, and click the link in that bio. Um, and, you know, you can donate as much as you possibly can, please, for, for Yemen, because obviously they do need our help. They do need our support. And obviously, yes, money is important, but also um, awareness is very important as well, because there are people out there who have higher powers who can really make a difference. So let's just get out there, inshallah. Um, and I hope everyone has an amazing week, I guess, because I think when you listen to this, it's going to be a Monday. So enjoy the rest of your week. Feel motivated. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And challenge yourself every single day. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.